Buying or selling a home can be challenging, but it doesn't have to be. Heritage Realty makes buying and selling easy. With Heritage Realty, you get local market expertise, one-on-one service, and the support of a network of agents across the area. Heritage Realty cares about the details and goes above and beyond to deliver the service you need. Knowledge is power. Trust Heritage Realty to buy or sell your home. For the newest listings and detailed market reports, visit HeritageRealtyKnox.com. Heritage Realty, where today's technology meets traditional customer service. You know what gets me fired up for Football Fridays? Just being outside of the Budweiser Studios. I'm talking about the second thing, not the first thing. Of course, hanging out here at Beatty Chevrolet as the Sports Animal is going to take you all the way up to game day all day tomorrow, beginning at 6 a.m., Tyler Ivins. But that second thing, coming back from the reset to WWE entrances and themes. That always gets me fired up. Like the Street Profits come out and there's cups everywhere and things get crazy. Yeah, that's how crazy it gets here as, as we're leading you all the way up to the noon kickoff. Tennessee taking on LSU at Tyler Ivins at Logan Ward 98. If you just missed to the window, yes, picks are available now. And, boy, do we have so much we have to get into here at Beatty Chevrolet. How on this football Friday you can find out yourself why it's better at Beatty Chevrolet. But what did you miss from your Thursday evening? What did you miss heading into your Friday morning? We got you covered bright and early. This is your Friday morning buzz here on the starting lineup. I would like to apologize at the very beginning of what I'm about to explain to you or what I'm about to share with you because you probably did tune in last night and then you found an excuse like to, I don't know, burn food or stub your toe or lock your keys in your car so you could avoid watching this. It's like that scene from Bird Box with Sandra Bullock on Netflix where they hold the eyes open or Clockwork Orange where there were toothpicks in your eyes. Indianapolis beat Denver last night 12-9 in a field goal fest. Yes, that's exactly what happened. There was a better in Las Vegas who laid over $10,000 that there would be over under 8.5 punts in the game last night. They had that hit in the second quarter alone. That's how atrocious this game was last night up in Mile High. Indy 12, Denver 9, just atrocious performance by both Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson. Here are the numbers. Yes, Try to stick with me. Here are your numbers. Both just short over 200 yards passing last night. Interceptions, three and outs, sacks. I'm telling you, the punters had to actually ice down their feet after this game was over. If you think it got bad this week, if right now you're Amazon and you have signed up to an 11-year contract for this kind of Thursday night garbage with the National Football League, Ivan, there's no way it can get worse, right? Guess who's next Thursday night? Chicago and Washington. Logan Ward, you probably watched every snap of that game. Me, I tapped in about the third quarter. There was no chance I was ruining my Thursday night with that kind of just ridiculousness. Oh, no, 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 no. I I tapped out in about halfway through the second quarter. I said, I am not watching this stuff. This, that game was the worst uh, NFL game I've ever seen in my entire life. Moving on to college football, Texas A&M quarterback Max Johnson could miss the rest of the regular season with a broken bone in his hand. He started the last two to three games for Texas A&M. As a junior, he has 517 yards and three touchdowns. Yep. Texas A&M travels to Alabama on Saturday last week in a loss to Mississippi State. He was 18 of 25 for 201 yards and a touchdown. Yet again, you think of the App State game. If it wasn't for a miss doink off the top of the upright, Arkansas would be three and three. Excuse me, uh, A&M would be three and three right now or two yep. and three right now. Yep. Things are not going great for Jimbo down in College Station. Yeah, but again, took a backup quarterback against Alabama last year to knock off the tide. Maybe the little too big for your britches talk that happened here in the offseason. That's what led to this. And we don't need to remind you what A.J. Johnson said at SEC Media Days when describing the back and forth between Jimbo and Saban. 
What did he say? I said AJ Johnson. I, I beg your pardon. Uh, but what uh, what was said between uh, those two? Will Anderson. Will Anderson. I said AJ Johnson. I misspoke because I just saw AJ Johnson come across my screen right here. What did Will Anderson have to say? We'll let her pads and we'll let her helmets do the talking. Yep. I have a feeling things could get very, very messy for Texas A&M coming up on Saturday uh, at Bryant-Denny Stadium. All right, yesterday Drew Brees, when talking about the longevity of Tom Brady's career, what did he say? If it wasn't for my shoulder injury that almost ended my career in 2005, I could probably have played until I was 45 years of age. He was complimenting his fellow quarterback, saying, look, it takes a lot of determination, it takes a lot of focus, it takes a lot of off-the-field maintenance, and Tom Brady has been an expert at that the last couple of years. As we pass along memes about Tom Brady and his pending divorce with Giselle Bunchen, it just goes to show you the type of man that Tom Brady is. Drew Brees, remember his one year after retirement, has tried his work at television, and now Drew Brees is becoming a movie star in Hollywood. Maybe Drew Brees will find just as much success in the big screen in Intenseltown as he did on the NFL football field. And finally tonight, Tyler, well, this afternoon, rather, Major League Baseball postseason gets going underway with four wildcard games. The wildcard series begins. First in the AL, the Guardians take on the Rays at 12.07. At 2.07 in the NL, the Cardinals will host the Phillies in game number three at 4.07 on ESPN. In the AL, the Mariners will travel to Toronto to take on the Blue Jays. And then at 8.07, Tyler Ivins, your Mets take on the Padres. We feeling good? I sense a little, you know, nervousness today. Oh, I'm about as cool as a cucumber okay. right now. I'm uh, very much looking forward to what this weekend brings to the table, especially from the National Football League standpoint. Just awful product they put on last night with those two quarterbacks. Can you, can you imagine Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson? Two guys going out there. Clearly things aren't going right for Nathaniel Hackett's team in Denver. And, and goodness gracious, you can tell that Matt Ryan, he just does not have that MVP swagger he once had. And a big thank you to our friends over at Heritage Realty. Listen, when it comes to buying, selling, or property management, you need a trusted team with over 50 years of experience and the latest in technology. That, our friends at Heritage Realty, 712. All right. There's a lot more we have to get into, including the look ahead to Tennessee LSU. Not that, but also there are quite a few, some sneaky games tomorrow in week six college football slate, the Red River rivalry. Not only that, but what if I told you there was a chance that the best game could be happening on the West Coast between two Pac-12 teams? Hmm? There probably won't be anybody there to see it in person, but TV ratings might be very popular this weekend. 99.1, you're listening to the Sports Animal. Logan Woods with your update. Yeah, Tyler, good morning. Last night on Rivalry Thursday, Anderson County took down Gibbs 55-24 to on Thursday night football in the NFL. The Colts beat the Broncos in overtime 12-9. That's right, 12-9 in overtime. Matt Ryan threw for 251 yards, and Chase McLaughlin hit a 48-yard field goal in overtime. In college football, Texas A&M quarterback Max Johnson could miss the rest of the regular season with a broken bone in his throwing hand. Alabama head coach Nick Saban said yesterday that quarterback Bryce Young will be a game-time decision for Saturday's game against Texas A&M. At 7-13, previewing Tennessee and LSU happening tomorrow on the road in Baton Rouge. That's coming up next on TSL. Good morning. I'm Logan Ward. Welcome back to the starting lineup. 99.1, the sports animal. Also on the AM side of things, Baker informing me just a couple of short weeks away from the 100th birthday of our AM frequency 990 and worldwide at 991dsportsanimal.com. Taking a peek at some of the streaming numbers across the U.S. this morning. Quite a few coming from the state of Louisiana. I wonder why. 
as beginning at 6 a.m. bright and early tomorrow morning. We are going to have the beginning of game day all day. Your coverage leading into the noon kickoff from Tiger Stadium. It's going to be your undefeated Tennessee Volunteers, number eight in the land, taking on the four and one LSU Tigers, just cracking the top twenty-five last week after their come from behind victory against Auburn. The Auburn LSU game that's currently on one of the televisions here inside Beatty Chevrolet. It's the recap from last week's game. Remember, Auburn up seventeen to nothing in that game. Ends up allowing LSU to score 21 unanswered points to come from behind and win. And I'm going to tell you, even going back and watching those highlights this morning, just a few moments ago when I was walking through the showroom, the elusiveness of LSU quarterback Jaden Daniel, what he's been able to do with that first stop, uh, or first step, excuse me, after that first look. And you would think not a lot of quarterbacks would have success if they were just one look and then pull out of the pocket. One look, pull out of the pocket. Jane Daniels has found success this year. Unfortunately for him, he just waited until the very end of the fourth quarter against Florida State. Time ran out, and, well, we know how it played out when it came to the extra point in the special teams. That's LSU's only blemish this year and Brian Kelly's first year in Baton Rouge. A missed blocked extra point is keeping him from being probably neck and neck with Tennessee in the standings. And not only that, but probably neck and neck in the rankings as well, wherever they fall. Tennessee, again, when was the last time the University of Tennessee was on a crucial road trip, like going down to LSU, putting an undefeated 4-0 record on the line? And I'll tell you right now, if you listen this week in the press conferences between both Josh Heupel and Brian Kelly, man, there's a lot of respect between these two programs. Brian Kelly has gone from fake accents to handing out nothing but love Nothing about appreciation. Nothing but sitting back and just saying, simply put, this is a Tennessee football team that we have to be careful with. Audio to come, that from Brian Kelly, Brian Kelly momentarily. But what I will tell you simply is this. If you have not had an opportunity to see these two teams go toe-to-toe, go back and watch some of the games the last couple of years between LSU and Tennessee. It's a five-game winning streak currently from LSU, and it's hard to believe when you think about it. When was the last time Tennessee knocked off the LSU Tigers? I was a freshman in college. That's how long it's been. 2005 was the last time Tennessee was able to knock off LSU. So you know Josh Heupel this week, whether he has Cedric Tillman or not, the latest coming from Tennessee's head football coach on his stud wide receiver, quote, he's been moving around a bit. We'll reevaluate him before we board the plane on Friday to head down to Louisiana. Look, I don't know if you're familiar, as we've mentioned throughout the week, about the tightrope surgery that he had to try to improve the ankle. This is going to be Cedric Tillman, who likely isn't going to be available and close to 100%. I think next week will be the first time it's a close call. But if you can get through Alabama, you then have Tennessee Martin after that. I don't think you realistically and effectively in the game see Cedric Tillman probably until Kentucky. And that's what you're probably looking at right now. Now, is it earlier if there's not another team on the schedule not named UT Martin? Likely. Likely. But Tennessee, they had answers last week, two weeks ago, correction against Florida. You're going to need bigger performances from Jalen Hyatt. You're going to need bigger performances from Brew McCoy, Ramel Keaton, some of the other names that we don't bring up as much in that wide receiver room. Hayden Hooker having another spotless game in the turnover category. That is huge as well. But a stat that continues to be uh, reminiscent, that continues to bring up the reason why so many people are seeing Tennessee's success this year, going to General Nalen's maxims. Tennessee is making the fewest mistakes in football games. And I bring back the stat that's been touched on a time or two this week on this program. From the start of the season, Hennon Hooker, Jane Daniels, only two quarterbacks in the SEC this season who have yet 
to throw an interception. Now, these are the original 14 starting quarterbacks. They've made some changes in Nashville. They've made some changes in College Station, one of which will probably end up going back to um, Haynes King with the injury to Max Johnson we brought up this morning, likely out for the year. Max Johnson starting quarterback for Texas A&M with that broken bone in his hand. But when you talk about the original 14 starting quarterbacks from the beginning of the season, only Daniels and Hooker are the last two who have not thrown an interception this year. And continuing to take a peek at some of these highlights that they're throwing up right now here on SEC Network, Tennessee, if you thought that keeping Anthony Richardson in the pocket was the most important part of the game two weeks ago in a win against Florida, Logan Ward, you've seen the same thing I've seen. Jaden Daniels, at least last year when going up against Pac-12 defenses, he had more than just one look. The SEC defenses this year, they're much faster for him. You can tell that apparently he can feel the quicksand in the cave coming in a lot quicker than he did in the Pac-12. But here's the problem. Jane Daniels hasn't faced a defense thus far that keeps somebody on him, and they make him pay besides getting one look in. This guy looks at the first time the center's pushed into his lap. One of the tackles gets turned in on him, and he gets through any crevice that's available, and he picks up five, six, it seems, with almost every carry. And if you get a hand on him, you better hope you wrap up because if not, he's going to run through your arm and your hand tackle, much like a knife through butter, dude. Yeah, no doubt. And, you know, it's, it's not good to say this for LSU, for Tennessee's per, you know, sake it is, but not for LSU. He's your leading rusher. That's... That's not great. Now they've had some guys banged up in the running back room, but yeah, it puts a whole lot of pressure on this Tennessee defense because I think with Anthony Richardson, we all said leading up to that game, and it's really the the whole scouting report on him, you don't let him get out of the pocket because he uses his leg to set up throwing lanes to be able to throw the ball downfield. Right. I think Jaden Daniels can beat you from the pocket if you give him the chance, but he's going to use his legs as sort of a weapon, so... This puts a whole lot of pressure on whoever is going to spy him, potentially Jawan Mitchell, Aaron Beasley. I don't think Jeremy Banks matches up with him that well. Probably the best matchup in terms of spying him probably is Jawan Mitchell. Jawan but Mitchell, this welcome is back a, to the lineup last week. Yeah, it's, it's going to be a tough, tough task to try to just keep him in the pocket. Now he's banged up, so we'll see. I will tell you this. I keep making references about the importance of Jawan Mitchell and have been as early as last year when we thought he was going to make an impact and then he ended up season, seeing a season come to an end pretty early in that Florida loss. This year, making a return in the Florida game, Juwan Mitchell not playing as many snaps as he would like, but as Brian Jean-Marie has mentioned on more than one occasion meeting with the media throughout the middle of the week, these snaps and these chances and these opportunities, they are earned. And Jawan Mitchell, who whatever it may have been, the nagging shoulder injury that he came from Austin with or some of the other issues that have hampered him from getting on the football field, he's got to get those right. And I have, a, I have a, just a gut feeling that if he gets that part of his game right, that is the unfortunate side of things, which is injuries, if he gets that taken care of, Jawan Mitchell can play a huge role. And what it's done, if you're looking for a positive in this, and I know you'll agree with me on this, We've started to see a new side of Aaron Beasley whenever he's been rushed into competition because Jawan Mitchell hasn't been ready. Good on Aaron Beasley. you got to give him a hat tip because that guy has gone out there and he's put up performances. Now, albeit he's done it against Akron, he was doing it against Ball State, but Aaron Beasley was playing effective as well against Florida two weeks ago. No, yeah, he was, and this is, you know, hey, you're – you're going to have to play well. I don't know if, if this game is going to come down to can they keep him in the pocket like potentially we thought it was going to with Anthony Richardson. Right. I just think you have to get something out of Tennessee's secondary because they rank 128th in you know passing yards allowed. 
there's 131 teams in, in FBS football. It's not great. Tennessee has to try to put up just some sort of resistance to Jaden Daniels and Kayshawn Butte because I'm expecting Kayshawn Butte to have a really good day tomorrow because just I don't think anyone matches up with him great for Tennessee and he needs to break out and tomorrow is the game for him to break out if LSU wants to win the game. Tennessee's defense really has to do something, especially at linebacker with Juwan Mitchell and then um, then in the back end with whoever is going to play safety and corner. Again, to have a special season, you got to go somewhere and you got to pull out all the stops. Well, if Tennessee's been waiting for the opportunity to start digging deeper into the Josh Heupel playbook, this might be one of those games. Worry about Alabama when Alabama gets here coming up in the next couple of days. But right now, Tennessee, their focus, LSU, where this line continues to fluctuate from four to two and a half. We'll find out where Tennessee exactly lands whenever things close tomorrow before that noon kickoff, which you'll be able to hear right here on your flagship station, 99.1 The Sports Animal, where we're at Beatty Chevrolet. Do you want to know why it's better at Beatty? We'll tell you next here on the starting lineup. 735 and Beatty Chevrolet, your home for the Beatty warranty for life. Inventory, they have it. Never paid above MSRP, they got it opportunity for you to get your vehicle serviced at one of the earliest times across knoxville they have it friendly staff and everything you need to get you ready for a big orange saturday here on rocky top they've got you covered whether it's josh whether it's stanley the entire team greeting you with a smile and they're giving you the opportunity to find out why they have chevy e-volts by the way for those of you out there i know a lot of you are looking to trade in from the gas vehicles and move over to the electric side of things instead of just searching around town or traveling hundreds of miles out of the knoxville area josh will tell you himself coming up in the next couple of minutes why they have them here available for you it's happening here you can find us at 9615 parkside drive just a short drive here in west knoxville that's here at Beatty Chevrolet. Hey, fire away if you would please. Logan back in the Budweiser Studios. This is five burning questions on the starting lineup. Alrighty, Tyler, what is your number one key for Tennessee to beat LSU? Look, I could sit here and joke around and say score more points than LSU because that's the that's technically how you win football games that every is the week. Rule. Yes. Ah. Uh, I got a feeling this is going to be your old-fashioned who draws first tombstone shootout. I really do believe that. Look, Kayshawn Butte is going to end up getting his tomorrow. Uh, Jaden Daniels is going to end up probably likely beating the leading rusher for this LSU team tomorrow because of Tennessee's inability to keep a quarterback in the pocket. For Tennessee to win, I I genuinely believe Hendon Hooker has to also have a zero in the interception column. So my answer, he's gone 212 consecutive passes without a pick. Probably needs to be 242, 244, 245 tomorrow without a pick. Mine's going to be the same key that I've had probably every single game this year is you can't just get absolutely lit up through the air. As I mentioned last segment, Tennessee ranks 128th in passing yards allowed this season. There's 131 teams in FBS football. That's not great. I also love how we just kind of all just know and we just kind of come to expect that, hey, you know, Keishon Butte is going to break out. Literally everyone that, that I've talked to, Tyler, has said, yeah, Keishon Butte is going wild on Saturday. It's just one of those things that always happens. But Tennessee needs to try to offer some sort of resistance to Jane Daniels and those LSU wide receivers and just keep them from just going up and down the field at will through the air. What is your upset of the weekend in college football? I know a lot of people see that Kansas right now is a home underdog. And I don't know how many people are actually going to watch that game. 
but how can I not take a team at home, undefeated, getting points, and not say that they won't pull the upset? Look, I I got it right with this Kansas thing. I think Lance Leopold not only is for one season bringing relevance back to Lawrence on the football field, but he's officially adding commas and zeros to the next contract that he signs with whoever swoops in and grabs him. Maybe this is lazy because it's not a huge spread. It's only three and a half, and it was one of my to-the-window picks. I I have no faith in Miami right now. I mean, Tyler Van Dyke, he's going to be the starting quarterback. They came out and they said that this week. He was awful against MTSU two weeks ago. I get they have the off week, and Mario Cristobal has a good record coming off of, of, of off weeks. But Drake May, that guy from North Carolina, that guy is just an absolute stud. I don't trust Miami based off of their past defense of what I saw MTSU do to them through the air. What is the best game this week in the NFL? How can it not be 3-1 versus 3-1, right? I can't believe the 3-1 Giants are going to go to Lambeau and try to put up a fight against Rodgers and the boys, but... I think because Saquon Barkley has got youth rejuvenized in his career. I think because Daniel Jones isn't making boneheaded decisions. I think because the defense is keeping them in football games. It's 2022, and we're talking about actually enjoying New York Giant football. It is. It's Big Blue going out to the Lambeau Field to take on the Packers. I'm going to go with Cowboys and Rams. No. I sense a a correction coming for Matthew Stafford and the Rams. I don't know if it's going to be this week because Micah Parsons and that, you know, Cowboy defense has been very, very good. But the Cooper Rush train, here we go, chugging along. Cooper Rush train. making saying that. Making his start, you know, making his case to be the new starting quarterback for the Cowboys, question mark. Okay. Question mark. No, he's not. Okay. With Max Johnson potentially being out the rest of the season, what is your updated Texas A&M win total? And like, and look, some of those wins they've already gotten this year have been probably gifted wins. You know, I mean, look between as you mentioned earlier this morning, the App State game doesn't look good. They got to go top of the post doink to escape Arkansas, seven and five, and I think there are a lot of people who are questioning if there's any time. High-paying coaches and massive contracts being handed out by colleges get put into question where perhaps we see a regression. Regression. It's going to be this deal. It's going to be Jimbo just bombing in College Station and a lot of ADs and presidents of universities are going to go, you see that? We don't need to be that. Man, I'm stuck between six and seven. So Alabama's a loss. South Carolina should be a win. Old Miss is a loss. Auburn should be a win. UMass is a win. That's so seven. It, so it comes down to... So say it. It kind of it comes down to Florida and, and LSU. I'm going to say that that they split those. So seven. You have them at seven and five. I got. I guess I have them at seven and five. But hey, if you're Jimbo Fisher, I'll win three games. I won't win the rest of the season. Give me my ninety million dollar buyout. I'm fine with that. Last one. Major League Baseball postseason starts today. Who do you have winning it all? You know what. You guys knew this was coming. Yankees. And I might as well put it on record right now. It's going to be the Los Angeles Dodgers. Because why? They have the rotation. They're getting all their sticks back. And simply put, can anybody get out the top of the lineup right now? That includes Mookie Betts, Freddie Freeman, and anybody else that they want to squeeze in with Trey Turner. Others that are the fourth spot. I I can't recall the last time there was a better one, two, three than Turner, Betts, and Freeman. It's nasty. It's nasty. It's diabolical. It's taking over the world. It's leading the Dodgers to another World Series championship. Yeah, I'm not going to give myself the winner day just because it's a Friday. So, you know, I'm going to 
I'll give you the charity win, but I do think it's going to be the Dodgers. But allow me to say it is going to be the New York Yankees. They are finally going to get over that hump. They're going to win yet again another World Series, one of the best franchises, if not the best franchise in all professional sports. I think it's going to be the Dodgers, though. And picture this, Tyler. Game 7 in the NLCS between the Dodgers and the Braves. Freddie Freeman hits a walk-off bomb to send the Dodgers to the World Series. And you guys think I'm a hater. Are you even tall enough to ride this ride as producer of TSL when you make troll comments like that? Apparently. Mm. My key fob still works every morning. Mm. We're waiting for the day that it doesn't. You better be careful, man. You're going to upset a lot of people out there, and there are good people who listen to this program day in and day out. I'm just warning you, you don't want the listeners of this show to turn on you, just like they turned on Eric Kane. Burt McKinnish Law bringing you five burning questions. All people are equal before the law, and a good attorney is what makes the difference. Burt McKinnish Law, you can visit online at burtmckinnish.com. They practice family law and divorce, criminal defense, DUI, Social Security, and personal injury. Maryville, as well as Knoxville, you can find them locally, 865-233-1105, or log online. That is burtmckinnish.com. 743, where this morning you can swing by Beatty Chevrolet. He doesn't have a tie on, ladies and gentlemen. Josh does not have a tie on. It's a tie-free Friday. Tie-free Friday. I don't know if I, that doesn't really roll off the tongue like some of the other things we say on this program, but I think people are understanding just what they can do for you here on a football Friday. And, hey, here on inside the showroom, if you want to get your LSU homework in, they got highlights from the SEC Network getting you bright and early. Not only is the service department continuing to keep things moving here, but listen, be like me. I'm about to walk around and check out the inventory in the SUV section because I need an upgrade. How many people come on the air and say, hey, I need an upgrade and this is where I'm looking? Well, my family's been a Tahoe family for the longest time. Maybe it's time for me to, like a glove, Ace Ventura style, just kind of slide on in. You're going to see me probably walking around here 30, 45 minutes post-show today to find out where the next ride's going to be parked in the garage, and it's likely coming from my friends at Beatty Chevrolet. Also, while you're here, you can enter for a chance to scrab uh, one of the – Fox and Farmer 99.1, the sports animal cornhole boards. And the best part about it, not only are you going to be adding a set of boards to your new tailgate, but you automatically get qualified for SEC championship tickets. So not to put the cart before the horse, but could you imagine if Tennessee moves to 5-0 tomorrow at LSU and then next week's Bama? You know, you've saved all these vacation days to travel to Pittsburgh and travel down to Baton Rouge tomorrow. Could you perhaps maybe squeeze in a couple more days to go down to Atlanta the first weekend in December? Hmm? Hmm? I got your opportunity with you right here on the starting lineup up until 9 a.m. Update time with Logan Ward. Eric Kane, he's in the air right now heading down to Baton Rouge. But he puts something in the hopper for us before wheels up. You'll hear from him next on the starting lineup. 99.1, you're listening to The Sports Animal. Yeah, Tyler, good morning. Last out on Rivalry Thursday, Anderson County took down Gibbs 55-24. to In the NFL on Thursday night football, the Colts took down the Broncos in overtime 12-9. to Matt Ryan threw for 251 yards, and Chase McLaughlin hit a 48-yard field goal in overtime. In college football, Texas A&M quarterback Max Johnson could miss the rest of the regular season with a broken bone in his throwing hand. And Alabama head coach Nick Saban said that quarterback Bryce Young will be a game-time decision for Saturday's game against Texas A&M. At 7.46, Eric Kane joins TSL next for a Friday Tennessee football practice report of head of F- uh, ahead of LSU. Good morning. I'm Logan Ward. Good morning. Well, we've made it through the bye week, and Tennessee's set to play football tomorrow on the Bayou, an 11 a.m. local time kick at LSU. Of course, that'll be noon Eastern. 
and it'll be heard right here on the Sports Animal. Tennessee is 4-0 on the season, 1-0 in SEC play, while LSU is 4-1, 2-0 in SEC play with wins over Mississippi State and Auburn. Now, both of those wins in SEC play were both come from behind in that fashion, trailed 13 points to Mississippi State and, of course, 17 points to Auburn last weekend, but LSU found a way to win. In fact, after dropping the season opening game to Florida State, where they nearly came back and won that one by missing a PAT, LSU has won four straight games and has some confidence now awaiting its biggest test, that of course being the Volunteers. Tennessee sits as a three-point favorite on the road. The over-under is set for a 65 total. And Tennessee is actually not favored per the ESPN matchup predictor, where that publication gives Tennessee only a 41.7% chance of victory. Josh Heupel, excited about the challenge, knows it's a good team, but is ready to see his team go out there and compete once again. Good environment and, and um, typically a really good football team when you step into it. So preparation's been good. 11 on 11, when you get between the white lines, you got to go uh, compete really hard for 60 minutes. They're a good football team. Um, they're athletic, you know, and, and uh, you know, be a, a big test for our football team, but one that our players and staff, you know, I mean, we're truly excited about and, and feel like we've prepared in a good way up until this point. Got to finish it tomorrow and, and be ready to go compete on Saturday. It's going to be an 11 a.m. local time kick, but this game has been sold out at Tiger Stadium. We'll have to see exactly how filled up it'll be, at least to begin the game. But anytime you play on the road, there's going to be noise you have to deal with, and that's something that Tennessee has been preparing for so far in practice this week. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, obviously it would be a great environment. Um, you know, crowd noise is a part of it anytime you go on the road. But, uh, you know, we practice the crowd noise uh, to force the, the communication that's going to be needed uh, during the course of game day, too. So, um, you know, typically we've handled it pretty well. Uh, that'll be a big part of the game, though, being able to handle the, the noise there. Tennessee was without its star wide receiver Cedric Tillman for the Florida game, going back to an injury, an ankle injury he suffered against Akron a couple of weeks ago. His status for the game is up in the air, but Josh Heupel did address the injury, and here's what he had to say on Cedric Tillman yesterday. Yeah, you guys know we got great trust and belief in, in the guys that uh, have played, um, you know, and that's, you know, our starters at Cedric too, but, you know, the guys behind all of those guys too, and, and, um, Last week, we didn't change how we played when, when Cedric was out. Uh, Cedric's able to move around. Um, ultimately, that'll be a decision the, the medical staff and him make uh, tomorrow um, whether or not he's going to play. Of course, Josh Heupel did say that cornerback Warren Burrell would miss the remainder of the season. That was news that came out on Monday's press conference. But good news is it sounds like junior college transfer D. Williams will be making his season debut and his Tennessee debut on top of that. When the Volunteers take on the Tigers, Josh Heupel, a lot of good things to say about the progression from D. Williams as he made his way back from an upper body injury. Yeah, just we've kind of continued to, to build him up in what we're doing since uh, the start of the season. Uh, medical staff and strength staff have, have done a really good job, you know, just with the injuries he sustained, being able to continue to progress and, um, you know, felt like he had an opportunity to play last week. Felt like one more week of, of preparation was probably needed for him. Um, he's excited. He's looked really good and that uh, will be a huge, huge part of the game for us. And finally, Dylan Sampson, a freshman running back from the Baton Rouge, Louisiana area. He was a bit banged up, didn't play last week against Florida, but the expectation is he will be ready to go and available if the Vols do call his number. And of course, this will be a homecoming of sorts for the freshman tailback. Yeah, for sure. Um, you know, chance where a lot of his family and friends are, are going to be there and be there at the game. Um, 
you know, one that he's excited about, you know, just getting back on the field first and foremost, but opportunity to, to play close to, uh, to where he's originally from. And, and uh, so he's excited about it. It'll be Tennessee and LSU 11 o'clock tomorrow local time, noon Eastern, and you can hear that coverage all right here on the Sports Animal. Of course, game day, all day coverage will get you started early in the morning at 6 a.m. with plenty of post-game commentary following the Vol Radio Network when that takes over the airwaves. Tennessee looking to go 5-0 for the first time since 2016. We'll have a date with the Tigers tomorrow at noon Eastern. This UT football practice report is brought to you by Pools by Heritage. Beat the spring rush, get your pool started now from design to construction to maintenance. One call can do it all. Call Pools by Heritage at 947-7527. Thank you to Eric Kane at underscore Kaner on Twitter. And the question now is, if Eric was still joining us, do you want to play the game? We spin the wheel. Your chance to score from Zanevo Chocolate happens next. Hour three from Beatty Chevrolet at a football Friday. How you find out it's better at Beatty? <laughs> I got a roadmap for you. I'll tell you next here on the starting lineup. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital.